Welcome back to the Marvel Movie Minutes, a daily podcast which we disassemble a film from the Marvel Cinematic Universe into one-minute segments, and then examine it in obsessive and occasionally hilarious detail. I'm Kyle Olson from the Swashbuckling Ladies Debate Society podcast. Hey, and I'm Rob Cabosco. And Kyle. Yes, sir. I want to say new segment, but I don't think it is, because I think this will only happen one time. (laughs) But today, we are going to have... Merlin's in history. <laughs> All right. So, okay. Wow. Merlin's. Merlin's. Merlin. What am I talking about? Am I talking about the legendary figure best known as an enchanter or wizard featured in mm-hmm. Arthurian legends? Higitus Figitus? Yeah. I mean, if, you're, if you're a fan of medieval Welsh poetry, <laughs> then yes. Or Who isn't? Or am I talking about the handheld electronic game first made by Parker Brothers in 1978? Oh, I in, had one of those. It's like a big red cell phone. Invented. Not a, oh, my God. The look of it, the whole thing was crazy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did you know it was invented by a former NASA employee? I did not. Bob Doyle, his wife, Holly, and brother-in-law, Wendell Thomas. Hmm. Not only was it one of the first popular handheld games selling over 5 million units, it's be, remained popular and was re-released in 2004 by the Milton Bradley Company. Wow. Now, no Merlin had a second life. See? But I guess it goes to, that's on brand. And speaking of Merlins, am I talking about Merlin Olson? No <gasps> relation, because he's got no an relation. E. It's no, an it's E-N an e, yeah. instead of an yeah. <laughs> The former NFL player turned actor from such shows mm-hmm. as Little House on the Prairie and Father Murphy. That's right. Rest in peace, by the way. I love Merlin Olson. Oh, he was I awesome. Too. They brought him great. in. Do you know what his story is? I think they brought him in a little house on the prairie when Victor French decided to leave. Okay. And then he was supposed to be the like the good counterpart to Charles Ingalls, Michael Landon's character. Yeah. Merlin Olson was awesome. Just what he a was great. It just seemed like such a great guy. Or am I talking about the Rolls-Royce Merlin? Oh. Which is a British liquid-cooled V12 piston airplane engine, one of the most successful aircraft engines of all time. In fact, almost 50 different versions of it were built by Rolls-Royce. One of those was the Packard V1650 Merlin produced under license in the United States by the Packard Motor Car Company. And if you say to yourself, you know, I've never heard of that engine, but I guarantee you, you've heard of the airplane that became of it, Mm. the North American P-51 Mustang. Oh, yes. So the P-51s had Merlin engines in them from Rolls-Royce. We've mentioned Rolls-Royce in our previous minute. Or am I talking about the family of rocket engines developed by SpaceX for use on its Falcon 1, Falcon 9, and Falcon heavy launch vehicles, the Merlin rocket engines. Wait, wait, can I play two? Sure. Or are you talking about the misadventures of Merlin Jones from 1964, starring Tommy Kirk and Annette Funicello, currently streaming on Disney Plus? No, I don't know so what to say. Many Merlins. <laughs> That's anybody who thinks that we have odd plugs for Disney Plus that just continued the conspiracy. (laughs) Well, I can tell you, having having watched that movie, it is worth the price of the you already are paid for the streaming. (laughs) That's true. Several movies I would send you to to like, you maybe should buy that and support the filmmakers. Other ones, it's good that they're on a streaming service. They're just there. Exactly. All right. Merlins. Why do I bring this up? Why would I bring something up that is mentioned within the first Four seconds of this minute, because <laughs> as you're about to find out, the rest of the minute is questionable. Yeah, there ain't there ain't a whole lot going on, and, and what there is is a little uncomfortable. So here we are at minute 28. 
of Iron Man 2 from 2010, directed Mr. John Favreau. And whew, we are still within the, my least favorite minutes of this whole movie. Oh, this is These have been a real chore to get through. I'm glad I have you with me, Rob, Yay! because <laughs> if I, I had still to do these love things this so movie. well. <laughs> I still love it. So, yeah, so the first thing we got, the Merlin engines come up because um, as we have our Elon Musk cameo continuing, uh, we have then Tony joins the conversation uh, and, you know, shakes uh, Elon's hands and says uh, that those Merlin engines are fantastic. And so just like Rob talked about in the opening, the, the SpaceX Merlins are a family of rocket engines developed by SpaceX for the Falcon launch vehicles. So they used uh, RP-1 and liquid oxygen as rocket propellants in a gas generator power cycle. I hope you science nerds know what that means because I don't. I just copied it from Wikipedia. They're really cool and super reusable. There you go. So that. Super cool. Reusable. Yeah. So uh, endorsed by Mar- no Exactly. No, no. <laughs> they don't need us for any yeah. of this. Um so uh, as they're as they're moving, like the conversation then picks up where it left off. So we've we've let's move past the cameo and get back into the actual. Oh, he does say. Oh, the one thing though that Elon Musk does say in re- in response to that is good idea mm. for an electric jet, which is interesting. Oh, he has yeah, he has a good idea for right. an electric jet. Yeah. So there's a whole little bit of thing, which you know I don't know if that leads in anything else later on down the road, but anyway, no, no. <laughs> One of the many dead plot lines of I don't <laughs> you know, know phase one. Maybe uh, phase it's... one is littered with dead plot yeah, lines, and this is just another yeah, one another of one. them. All right. Uh, so then they they pick up where they left off, which is uh, Tony and Pepper are still bickering. Uh, so the the if if you remember where we left off before the the obligatory cameo, uh, they were having a problem with the fact that Natalie was hired as Tony's assistant, despite the fact that Pepper did not want it to happen. <gasps> Drama. This is very soap opera here. So uh, it's it really has bothered Pepper, and so Tony says, "I didn't mean to spring this on you," which he did. Of course, he Another did. Lie. Oh. Uh, and then he says, "Green is not your color." Oh, see, really. Tony, you're just going to flip this around on her and be like, oh, you're jealous. But that's <laughs> his whole plan. This goes yes. all the way back. It's all yeah, a, it's all a tapestry. And you think <sighs> it's going to like, oh, man, this is going to be another minute of just them arguing. But oh, Saved. oh no. Saved. <laughs> hey! Oh, thank goodness. Enter the best character in the movie. Justin Hammer has returned. And it's uh, okay. Thank you. John Favreau is not known as an incredibly visual filmmaker. I think he should be. I think people should talk about him more that way. But the way this is set yes. up, yes. the angle of this, the two of them talking, that that Sam Rockwell then just like pops into frame, like in the crowd, like and this happy expression on his face, like he's like, "Oh boy, I just saw my best friend Tony," yeah. and he just like pops out, like there he is, and like it was like, "Oh." Anthony and like that's like that's the thing that like raises the hairs on the back of Tony's neck like oh no well it's it's anybody who's had this incident I mean I mean some of us have been this person too I'll admit like you yeah. know you're at the bar they're all at a bar right yeah and it's a shot looking down at the bar just kind of like weird aperture and stuff where you can see Tony and Pepper in the front and the guy you don't want to see just slides out of his position at the bar and mm-hmm. does it so outrageously that I mean, literally, he's nowhere, and then there he is. It's it's comical because you, you people have felt that you've felt that happen before, and yeah. he does what this whole minute is and this whole few minutes here of of Justin Hammer. He's trying too hard, yes. and and it's 
it starts does, off. Either yeah. does not pick up on the social cues or just doesn't care and just oh, he, steamrolls past. No, them. he doesn't care because that's not his world. His universe yeah. isn't that. Is no, it's there's no situational awareness. Justin Hammer has no situational awareness <laughs> of the people around him. Yeah, yeah no. he's not so good with the people skills. No, he's not. Uh, so <laughs> Tony says, "Oh, it's my least favorite person on earth, Justin Hammer." <laughs> It's not even, he says it just out loud. It's the thing oh, he's yes. thinking. It actually because comes out I, of his mouth. This is what I love about this. That him just saying that implies this, this amazing history, right? Like that there, this, this has been an ongoing problem with him, right? You know, for, for a decade, whatever it is, you know, like, like always right at his heels and all these, you know, rich people parties, like all these, like he's, they have crossed paths so many times because think about that. Everyone that Tony Stark has met in his life, including people who have tried to kill him, and Justin Hammer is his least favorite person on Earth. I love that. Uh, and so, once again, Justin not picking up on any cues, uh, just pushes ahead. And I love, I love this this line here too. He says, "You're not the only rich guy here with a fancy car." <laughs> just like look, he's like, but at the same time, he's not wrong. Right. Like you are surrounded by millionaires, all of us with cars. Like, you're not special here. I mean, like, he does it as sort of like a it's you and me, buddy. Like, we're the same here, but it's also like a dig too, because it's like you're not special here. <laughs> well, and it's also foreshadowing that oh, he's about to do something different than those other rich guys. That's right. <laughs> so it's there's it's everything wrapped up in that of just yeah, you're all we're all the same, but at the same time, no, no, you're yeah. not. <laughs> so he is, but Justin Hammer is not there alone. Oh, he introduces his uh, well, I won't say date, but let's say companion. Oh, oh uh, no, he his says, interviewer. Is, <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know Christine Eberhardt from Vanity Fair, and hey, look, hey, Christine Eberhardt is. is back. We thought she just had a cameo at the start of the movie, but no, she's back. It's Leslie Bibb from the first Iron Man movie. Woo! And why is she back in this movie? Because Sam Rockwell and Leslie Bibb are a couple and have oh. been for a long time. And as of time of recording, are still together. Oh, I didn't. Re- oh, yes, wow. they have been together. They have been together more than ten years. They are not married. I don't think they have any intention right. of doing it. But they are a very happy couple. So much so that when Quibi, uh, <laughs> Andy and Pete just went, "Oh God, he's bringing Quibi into oh, Marvel no. movie minute." That's right. When Quibi decided to do their. Uh, uh, I'll, I'll just do the deep dives because you guys might not know this. So Quibi decided to do something fun and interesting. And by the time of re- by the time you hear this, Quibi might not be a thing anymore. There might but be no Quibi. The time, there, may- <laughs> there might be a Quibi. But Quibi actually did something pretty freaking cool. They talked to the people who were in lockdown. Then Jason Reitman organized this idea. Hey, what if we did a shot-for-shot remake of The Princess Bride with everybody still in their homes? So they actually actually got people to go together and shoot scenes of like, you know, like the exact lines, just using whatever they had around their house. And then they did it in five minute segments. And so each person got five minutes. And so they didn't sometimes did not even know who they were doing the scene with or anything. But they actually it's and it's and it's a delight. If you can get a free tribute thing to a free trial for Quibi, I highly suggest it because it is a good time. And one of the scenes is between Wesley and Buttercup, and it's done by Sam Rockwell and Leslie Bibb. 
they dress up in costumes and they do the whole scene together. And so like it's at their house where they, you know, they have together. So like I say, as I'm recording, they are still together, still a happy couple. And it was really cool that they got the two of them to do this sort of, you know, fun little scene together in this one. Very funny. Now, as you see them, as you see them come up, he introduces her. It's really funny. Um, Pepper is reaction is kind of just like, Oh God, I hate everything about this. <laughs> yeah. And I hate everything about well, this too. Cause it does get <laughs> anyway, yeah. go ahead. So, but like I say, this is actually really nice of Justin Hammer because Justin Hammer doesn't turn it all about and turn it around about himself. Like Tony is all about Tony, but Justin is not always all about Justin. He says, by the way, big story, the new CEO of Stark industries. And he points to pepper. Congratulations. Like he, like goes out like this that is a big deal and it's a big change for them and right. like he makes a mention of it so kudos to Justin Hammer for being kind of cool about it well like, that's but a, then that's he, a nice well but it's a nice thing to do it is a nice thing to do until he says hey in case you're wondering why she's here she's doing a big spread on me so I thought I'd throw her <laughs> oh a yeah bone. well eventually he's gonna bring it and back then of course himself. it's so I mean, anyway yes yeah, then uh yeah so uh then christine says my editor will kill me if i don't grab a quote right. for our powerful women issue which is sort of like is there a powerful women issue or did you just make that up because you have an opportunity here <laughs> you're ad-libbing you're you're clearly yeah, exactly like yes. our women of power no powerful women issue that that's what that the thing that totally exists sure it's vanity fair <laughs> i don't know uh, maybe don't, who knows um, yeah, and so yeah, you're right. Then Justin says she's actually doing a big spread on me for Vanity Fair, and then Pepper says, "Oh, she did quite a spread on Tony last year." Oh, oh, now listen, go ahead, finish it, finish it. And she wrote a story as well, says Tony, because <laughs> slut shaming. It's super funny. I, okay, I don't under. I honestly, I, like we talked about, and I, I'm not going to belabor this point. We're, no, we're I know, on, but I don't get this. I don't understand why Pepper has such a problem with it. Tony is a man whore. Like Tony what? has slept with countless women, and and from my understanding, for the last thing, Pepper has escorted many of them out of the premises and into a cab and off on their way. Why is she having such a problem with this? Tony was just as much a participant in that particular event that happened like a year ago in, in continuity time, if not you know, six, eight months ago. She wants... They were, they were in May. Right. The conference happened. Yeah, so I'm losing my timeline now, but basically, listen, like, it was last year, chronologically, because uh, we've gone over Christmas, but it's been about six months or whatever. Right? Why is she still on about this? Because I still believe one. Yes, there is a there is an attraction between these two characters, and she wants him to be more. She wants <laughs> she she hopes is 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 on the idea that she wants him to be more. Now, is it appropriate? I will say, is it appropriate for her in that sort of uh, sexual angst warfare that is going on between the two of them? It is appropriate for her to slut shame uh, Christine Everhart? No, it's not. It's in fact, it's yeah. horrible. She's standing right yeah. there. I mean, that's ridiculous. And Tony to return it with the part where he's basically like, "Oh yeah," and did an interview. I mean, mm -hmm. it, yeah, it's that's not great. However, when people are in this situation, Pepper's frustrated because she already knows that she's already just been thrown like five curveballs in the last ten minutes. People say and do stupid things when they're frustrated. <laughs> Does that defend this? I guess so. I but, but but I say Pepper's line, last line on this one, 
uh, actually sums up my feelings too. Which she she says, "I'm gonna go wash." I'm gonna yeah, no. <laughs> but okay, so that's all terrible, and I hate it. Uh, but the best part about that is. Justin Hammer didn't know. So the next time you watch the scene, don't watch them. Watch Sam Rockwell playing Justin Hammer slowly getting it because it is a piece of comic genius. As you as you watch him, as he slowly like hears all them and goes, Oh, like it, it's all just acting, just silent. It's it's like, but it's just like you just see the slow revelation of like what they just said sink in. He went, uh oh oh oh, because then Pepper and and Christine then walk off to to have their micro interview or whatever, uh, leaving Justin and Tony alone, which is exactly the opposite of what Tony wants. Okay, here's <laughs> here's what really does sell it really well is. You can see, so as as Tony says that whole part, whole pepper and Tony yeah. thing, it pivots then to Justin and Christine. It's a four, yeah, it's a right. big shot. So it's two and the, two, right? Yeah, yeah. When he looks, at, he's saying that, and that whole part that you're saying is he processes it, he's yeah. processing it. He takes such a hard swallow that you can see the muscles <laughs> inflex in his cheeks <laughs> to where he's like, his because he's swallowing while he's gritting his teeth. That's why that yeah. happens. And then he immediately does the smile and he does a microsecond, 180 degree flip of his face right back to yeah. her without any yeah. motion. There's no bobbling or anything. It's just, Whoosh. wait, what? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I gotta say, I go back to, I go back to Buster Keaton who said the audience loves a slow learner. <laughs> and this is the same thing here where like you watch him in real time, suddenly understand and go. Uh, oh, but the the best part of it is, and I mean, see, I kind of like this look. Is it is it is it uh, uh, dirty and slimy? Yes, this whole conversation is not great. Mm-hmm. However, it's between adults who there's a whole bunch of conflicting emotions going on here, right? And there's a whole bunch of needs. You have Pepper with all the stuff we've talked about. You have Tony going through again. Don't forget, he's going through a crazy moment of his life where he's living on the edge. You got yep. Justin, who's got huge self-esteem issues and huge issues of just self-permanence. Like, what am I doing here? But then the best is, after Pepper and Tony have basically shamed her to her face, right, in front of Justin, Justin does the whole thing where he gets it, turns and looks at her. Christine's face? Razor-locked eyes on the two of them. I don't even know whether or not she's looking at Tony or Pepper. It's mm. actually unclear, but Justin, Justin doesn't exist. Yeah. In this whole moment, we've well, talked we talked about this in previous. She, she's as a smart, ambitious reporter, which we know she is. She has found a bigger fish. Right. Well, no, and like, and also to the her, Justin, the story is right. not as interesting as a conversation with Tony Stark. That would boost her profile immeasurably. Well, and also there's something to be said: is the insults don't matter. Yeah. Oh yeah. The insults are That's irrelevant. Nice she, yeah, she doesn't. They don't have like the. I just no her because because her her mission here is again we've talked about this issue before in a previous minute mm-hmm. her mission is to get a quote yeah right like, I don't care what say, you say. whatever you want yeah. to throw whatever Doesn't you bother. want at me disparage me yeah. as much as you want as long yeah. as you like as long as I can still put you know my pen to paper nothing matters see no I mean dude look this and a minutes not that bad it's pretty bad it's acting it's character development yeah. 
Let's also, well, you know hey, what? Our our job is to is to find the pearls amongst the sand. Hey, well, here's something else I want to say. Yeah. Shout out to all of the extras in this scene. Oh, yeah. Because I got to tell you this. This is a tight space. Mm-hmm. Lots of extras. Yep. They all do a fantastic job. Like yeah. they now, all do a great job of selling the moment in the scene and there's no, it's all fluid and it's exactly normal and natural and what you would expect in this moment. Yeah. So for those of you who don't know much about movie making, the, when you have a scene like this, all the extras are around, their job is act like nothing interesting is going on, that like whatever you're doing is the only thing and do it all silently. So everyone in that room has to be having a conversation and drinking and laughing and eating hors d'oeuvres and mingling completely silently because they have to capture the audio from the actors and they can't have any background sound. So and then they add the it ambient, is actually a right. really, really, really hard thing to do. Oh, yeah. And so good extras are hard to find, as, as any wrangler will tell you. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I agree. These people are doing a fantastic job of, like, getting get to dress up in really fancy clothes and be at a fancy party. And Robert Downey Jr. was there. Gwyneth Sam Paltrow was like there. Seth Rockwell. And you got to gotta be cool. That's the other thing. You have to be cool around famous people. Right. And you have to be able to stand in there and for hours and hours on end. Not eating or drinking anything, right? Because it is a it is a hard job. Yes. So shout out to all extras out there and anyone who's ever done the job because it is not easy. And if you're doing your job best, if you are the best extra in the world, no one will ever notice you. Exactly right. Yeah. So shout out to all them. Kudos. So as as the minute comes to an end, we have uh, the the ladies walk away, and uh, Justin goes over and throws his arm around Tony and says, "Hey, buddy, how you doing, <laughs> Anthony?" Because again, because we haven't forgotten you mentioned he the hate started off with Anthony again. Yeah, yeah, and that is where minute twenty eight comes to an end. He looks good though. I got to tell you something. Not many guys. Not many guys could pull off the Manila envelope, colored taupe, whatever that is. I don't know. Is that? (laughs) It's a three piece suit. Go go costume designers. No, they really found a. I got to tell you, they they need to make him because they're both middle. I mean, like about same aged. Yeah, white actors right and they had to find a way to visually make them very very different from each other and so like yeah justin's always in really light like very well tailored usually three-piece suits right well tailored uh and yeah, yeah. well and i think that's interesting to note that because because you really see it here because again it's this light this light tan sort of color suit yeah. always in the three-piece suits yeah. which some people would say is a little ostentatious kind of what the character's trying to be yep but yep impeccably tailored i mean he looks yeah. sharp it's it's a guy that yeah uh, you feel bad for his for his over trying but man, <laughs> it's all right i still like him so rob are you on the gram uh i am oh wait we're talking about instagram we are talking oh, about I've, instagram i blurted out there for, i i bleeped out there for a moment <laughs> uh, never mind I'm cognizant. Go ahead. No, yes, I occasionally do check out Instagram. <laughs> well, next time you're on your Instagram account, you should follow the next reel because oh, we're yes. having all sorts of great content being posted up there. We're having uh, micro reviews of some of our favorite movies from all of our contributors, including you and I. Uh, we have Marvel Movie Minute info, and we're all doing a cool visual style, which we've been working very hard to establish. Exactly. So check it out. We're uh, we're, we're this is one of our favorite social media things, and we're having a good time over there. So at the next reel. Follow us, and we'll follow you back, maybe. I don't actually don't know how that works. You, oh, yeah. You follow us, and you'll be visually tantalized. There you go. 
Guaranteed visual tantalization, the, uh, says Rob of the Marvel Movie Minute. Okay. I mean, no guarantee. I just <laughs> nope, suggest it's already sealed. Okay, guaranteed. <laughs> Okay. So make sure you join us back here for minute twenty nine as, as the uh, as the as hammer time continues. Enough said. Bye. Bye.